Hi, and welcome to Prairie Rose Possibilities, the podcast. My name is Cami Kanikins, and I will be your host as we tour all over the Prairie Rose Possibility projects happening across our school district in southeastern Alberta. We will take a look at some of the big goals in the projects as we talk to project leads and school leaders, and we will see what moves they are making to create sustainability for the projects into the future. Today we are back with another program from Irvin School, and Irvin School is located right along the Trans-Canada Highway in the southern corner of Alberta, not that far from Saskatchewan. It is a K-9 to school. There's about 360 students, and one of the exciting projects there is our Agricultural Discovery Center, and it often goes by the initials ADC. And they are very fortunate to have a champion in uh, one of our community agriculturalists, Nicole Neubauer. And so she's really the one who takes the lead on that program and carries things away there. So Nicole, you can start off by, you know, maybe giving us a little context of the program or looking back over last year, what was your biggest success? Thank you so much for the opportunity to provide an update. It was a, a huge whirlwind of, uh, of activity and, and the, you know, the learning curve was, was very, very steep and we were figuring out a lot of things uh, along the way. Um, the term that we used to describe the project down there was that we were kind of building the airplane and flying it at the same time. And I think that really encompasses what we had going on. Livestock arrived in April and right off the bat, we had to, you know, assign chores and tasks and responsibilities to the students to make sure that the animals were fed and watered on a regular schedule. Um, and basically, when I think back of what we achieved in a, in a very short period of time and something that was an idea that just started out on a piece of paper, and then as a group, uh, the, the, the leadership of the school, the teaching team and the students, we really brought the concept to life. So um, what was fabulous is to see such universal buy-in from, from the, the whole school community and then from our community at large as well, whether it was businesses stepping up to contribute uh, purchasing and uh, supplying livestock or coming out and doing excavation work. Uh, we just had great engagement with our community. And I guess when a person looks at the project and different pieces and parts in isolation, if you're asking the biggest success, uh, our, our fall production sale and harvest dinner, we called it the fall gather and production sale, was without a doubt the the keystone event for the year but there was a whole bunch of puzzle pieces that had to get put in place in order to create the the success of that event which in fact was wildly successful we sold out we prepared a fantastic meal for over 130 members from our community we had uh beautiful silent auction items donated by businesses and and generous individuals and then our community came out in spades and and really uh supported us by purchasing the livestock there was just it was it was electrifying in the room that night there was so much excitement and really interest in what we were doing and really an approval more or less to say that 
we're on the right track, that agriculture education should be a priority. And in a rural school like Irvine, it uh, fit really well. So it was a culmination of many combined efforts over the course of many months to achieve a shared vision. And at the end of the day, we raised over $30,000 to reinvest into our program. And as I say that, it still is almost hard for me to believe <laughs> the, the amount of investment made that one night. Yes, that was absolutely a fantastic event. And that, you know, it's interesting because this, so this is your, that event took place at the beginning of essentially the second year of the Agricultural Discovery mm -hmm. Center. But, it, you know, on a, on an agrarian calendar, it was, you know, fall is the end of the first one. So the school cycle doesn't quite match the, <laughs> the agrarian cycle, you know, the spring to fall. So this is like the in-between of your first and second big years. And so you're almost like on an offbeat. You've had the, you know, that big fall production, and now this is the, the reconfigure stage. And so, Nicole, what is um, something that you're maybe changing up from last year? You know, when we, we have these grand ideas and these big plans, and we think it's going to go down this path, and it's like, oh, we need to, maybe it'll be better this way. Are there, are there things that you're definitely continuing or things that you've realized, oh, you know, we need to tweak this? Tell us about some of those. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, front and center because of the evolution of the program, uh, our student board members, I mean, they were such an integral part to the success of the project last year. Reed gave a beautiful uh, closing speech as our president and uh, left on a real leadership high and I think created energy and enthusiasm for other students to want to be involved. So because we've um, lost some of our grade nine, a couple of grade nine board members that moved into high school, we have had to assemble a new student board of directors because that's the, the primary piece because they really are the drivers of this program. That's how it becomes a student-led initiative. So we have uh, had our student selection process and we do have our new board named. So now it's time to talk about roles and responsibilities with the new board and then really uh, pose some big items that we want to tackle this year. So basically, we really intend to build on the success of last year. So there was a lot of key components to the project that went really well. So we're going to continue on with that. But then when I look at it, uh, last year was really about getting the infrastructure in place, getting, you know, taking ideas on paper and applying them to real life and making sure that all, you know everything checked all the boxes. So we did that. So this year, like you talked about the off season and right now is kind of the off season in agriculture. And so it's the off season for the ADC in one way. The main way being that the animals aren't there. Obviously we're not caring for the garden and the crops, but we're doing all of our pro our planning for next year, which is what happens in agriculture right now. We're, you know, evaluating our inputs and, and analyzing what crops we're going to grow and buying replacement heifers and gearing up for the next production cycle. So we're doing the same thing at the ADC in that right now I'm working behind the scenes developing programming uh, for new new ideas in terms of some options classes that the urban students would be able to take that are directly related to agriculture. So some pretty neat things we're working on include a farm safety program, also a careers program where students will go out into the community and they'll have the opportunity to interview 
everyone from a veterinarian to an agronomist to a heavy duty mechanic and learn about their jobs and those amazing careers in agriculture. We know that one in eight Canadians are employed in agriculture in the agri-food industry. And it's largely an unknown entity to many kids. They think farming, agriculture, they're the guy, you know, the farmer driving the tractor or somebody riding the horse across the range checking cows, when in fact, the amazing careers that exist in agriculture are so much more complex, involve technology, involve data management. And essentially, we, we need to help our students understand that there's some great opportunities out there for them. So an options class that'll look at that. Um, also a basic mechanics class, really life skills for anyone. Of course, these skills all apply on a farm all the time, but students will learn how to change a tire and change oil and um, learn how to boost a battery. You know, some of these skill sets that apply on a farm every single day, but it'll be good for everyone. And so basically we're building some relationships with other stakeholders in the community to try and deliver some of this new programming content to our students. And then in addition to that, we want to make the ADC more accessible and easier for our teachers to use. So working during PD days to understand the needs of teachers, you know, great suggestions given like when we go out there, I would love to have a tote full of 30 clipboards because my kids can't, you know, complete an activity because they don't have a desk without a clipboard, you know, simple little solutions to make life easier so that the teachers feel really equipped when they go out there to use the ADC, whether I'm there or not, I want it to just, instead of it being a uh, separate piece of education at Irvine, we want it just to become an inclusive piece. It's just, it's, it, it's just used on a regular basis with ease. So that's the, the big goal is to make it easier for teachers to find the materials and, and establish programming connections out there. So Nicole, when you talk about, you know, teachers want a tote of clipboards so that the kids can use that. And you said you want it to be usable even when you're physically not there. So to me, that really leads us into that discussion about sustainability. And what are some of the moves that you might be making in addition to the clipboards to make that program, that ADC, something that is is part of the heartbeat of the school that isn't just this thing that happens when Miss Newbauer is there, but that really is sustainable into the future as a, a key part of the urban school landscape. So what we're what we're really looking at this winter is different activities that lend themselves to certain parts of the curriculum, and then creating uh, toolkits that grade four they're doing life cycles, for example, and I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm, hypothetically speaking, grade four is working on life cycles. So let's break that activity down so that the grade four class can go out during science and talk about the life cycle of a chicken. And that a teacher could just go pull a tote off the shelf and inside would be a list of resources and materials um, that they can utilize. We're also talking about having a key point uh, learning assistant position that will dedicate a part of her week just to ensuring that all the photocopying of materials are available, that all the, the supplies required to complete the activity are available um, within, the, within the tote. So we want to make it uh, really, really easy. So we're doing some gathering of resources and there's plenty on the internet, whether it's agriculture in the classroom, Ag for Life, and many producer groups and organizations have some well-researched curriculum linked uh, activities that are already available. We're just 
kind of gathering all of those and creating a system of housing those materials within the ADC. So when the teachers go out, they know everything they need is there. The one piece with having the farm located a bit of a jaunt from the school and only maybe a 35 or 40 minute period of time to be out there, we have to be efficient so that teachers aren't running back and forth going, oh, we forgot this or we don't have that. It all needs to be uh, in place and ready to go when they show up with their class. So being more efficient, maximizing their uh, efficiency while they're there is, is huge. So yeah, we're looking to create a natural embedded day-to-day uh, -day part of the education experience at Urban School, even if it's not so much farm related, but they're gonna use the pavilion as an outside classroom. Just a different change of scenery to, to do a project is a, is a good thing as well. That is a, a lovely space. And just so our listeners can have a sense of it, it is a jaunt when, you know, you're a little grade one or two kid, but it's essentially at the end of the playground. I mean, right. And it is a big field, prairie field playground, but it's what, a three minute walk maybe? Yeah, I would say even even the, the littlest legs can probably get there in three, not more than five if they're toddlers. You know, when I think about how spread out some of the resources are that our other schools and communities have, it is nice and close. And so it's so nice that you can you can go and do school in such a different environment so quickly. If you think to next fall's big celebration dinner, uh -huh. what's one goal that you might have? Now, like this year, for example, you were raising money for the Vermiculture Project. Mm -hmm. um, do you have a big, you know, a big project in mind for next year or something like that? Well, I, I think that programming is definitely a real aim for us to to create program enhancements, to, to purchase materials and equipment and things that make it really interactive and fun. Another goal of mine is to, to get our, our teachers during a PD day on a coach bus and take everyone up to, to Ols to the college. It's the renowned agriculture college, which is so leading edge. They have autonomous equipment. They are working on you know so many so many uh pieces of that agriculture and technology and agriculture and i think ex getting the teachers excited about the future and the potential of agriculture that will help transcend into how they inspire how they how they talk about agriculture with their students which will then serve to inspire the kids to the possibilities within agriculture the piece that we haven't developed at all yet is our outreach to urban centers. So we really want to start to start our pen pals program, which is, you know, a play on the words, the animals, the livestock live in pens. So our pen pals program where we are connecting with students in Calgary or Vancouver or Toronto or, or you know, beyond wherever we can make things work with time zones, I guess that becomes a bit of a, a restrictive piece, but using uh, our student ambassadors then to teach other students, maybe from a, an urban setting who have never been to a farm about the great many things that are happening at the Agriculture Discovery Center. The other piece within the, the vermicomposting system, and we are so excited to get this waste management system uh, into our school. We know that we had over eight metric tons of manure and, uh, waste that was generated by the ADC. And that's a significant impact, the footprint of that, hauling it away, the carbon that's used to get it to the landfill. And in turn, we could instead create a usable soil, uh, really valuable soil 
amendment as a result of it. Longer term, that uh, system is going to be on a trailer. So there's a lot of portability with it. And, and I'd love to see our students once they're very trained, they're trained and they're, they have a great understanding of how it all works we can take that to another school. And in a peer-to-peer -peer learning model, our students can set up and present and talk about it and uh, just, just really celebrate how we are reducing our amount of waste in the world and our environmental footprint. They could go to a PD day, a region-wide PD day that uh, the schools are putting on. We can take it to, to town, take it to trade shows. And so I guess just enabling our students to really not only go through the methods of vermicomposting, but then being able to explain the methodology and kind of help facilitate change by inspiring others to maybe do the same. Uh, with the system is very high tech. It uses AI and we actually may even be able to apply for carbon credits for funds once it's fully operational and we can really quantify the amount of uh, waste that's being redirected. So there's some pretty exciting pieces to all of that. And I think that that system can really take us off in some new directions of learning that, that even I have yet to discover. A big goal of mine is uh, to get our students really engaged in some kind of an exhibition of learning. And we are working with a local safety company to create a farm safety program. And so stay tuned, certainly an objective of mine for the spring, maybe sometime in June would be to have some, some static and interactive displays for farm safety with a huge focus on farm safety for kids. Our students will go through the farm safety program that we're in the process of developing and then they'll host an exhibition of learning on the grounds at urban school and talk about everything from you know biohazards and pto safety to quad safety um, animals and flight zones and all of those things and we'll have our students actually be manning each of the different stations explaining why it's significant why it's important so i guess as a as a goal for next year to have some sort of a an event which features student learning and Basically, we need to always be able to sustain the costs of our program, so purchasing of livestock and feed and materials, and I'm certain that along the way we'll, we'll come up with some more ideas and some more upgrades. We, I don't have a huge keystone project for next year uh, other than just, just program management and program supplies and materials and that support. Well, one of the things in our conversation, uh, which actually has been echoed when we've talked to the Agriculture in the North program and some of the other ag-focused programs in our district, is how typically when you hear agriculture, you said it, the, the farmer on the tractor or on the horse. And, and to help our students understand the careers that exist beyond, as you're talking, I'm thinking, oh, you know, I help facilitate so many things that have to do with coding. And you mentioned AI. And so how do we help our, our students and our teachers realize that we can do other things in classrooms and curriculums that are really actually connected to the ADC, but they might be in coding or programming or, I mean, think about a spreadsheet. How many spreadsheets do you use, Nicole, to operate the ADC? I bet it's lots. Yes. You know, so even just those those skills of and the, the accounting, the technology, the coding, all those pieces. So it's, you know, there's so many other pieces that we can uh, keep pushing into. So that's so exciting. Thank you for that great discussion and that update. And we 
know that in this season in between, before those cute babies come in the spring, that you will certainly be busy and students will be busy preparing the proverbial soil for the spring. And so best of luck in that. And we can't wait to check in with you uh, in the spring again when everything is up and running and in full production mode.